That's at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And joining us now is the great investigative journalist and founder of Just the News, John Solomon. What is the big breaking news you got today for us? Well, two months or two weeks after uh, everybody started to see the China spy balloon, President uh, Biden finally came out and gave his explanation for why he did the things he did. Uh, it wasn't a very reassuring uh, news conference for most people. He says they still don't know any, much about the three other balloons that they shot down. But as for the China balloon, he said that he was firmly in charge. He made the decision not to shoot it down over the continental United States because it might fall on people below. And uh, he waited till it got to the other side of the country, and then he shot it down. Now, reporters were shouting questions at him. One of the questions was, well, if you were so concerned about debris, why did you shoot the other three down afterwards over the continental United States? The president paused, didn't answer any questions, actually called one, of, suggested one of the reporters was rude for asking him a question, and then he kind of uh, waddled off into the uh, back into the White House. But uh, we didn't get a lot of answers today. What we do know is that, yes, the China, uh, the first balloon was a Chinese uh, espionage balloon. The other three, they still don't know a lot about. Uh, and uh, But he wants us to rest assured that he's got the situation under control. The reporting, pre- uh, uh, the media were really frustrated by the president's unwillingness to answer any questions. Uh, someone shouted out, are you compromised on China because of your son? And he did one of those, give me a break, man, come on, man, things. Uh, but we didn't get much, but it is the first time that the president felt compelled to come out and address the nation on this. Uh, I think that's the big story of the day. Meanwhile, for Pennsylvania voters, uh, some bad news today. Their brand-new Democratic senator, Senator John Fetterman, who suffered a stroke last year, had very, uh, a lot of difficulty running in the fall, but still won. He checked himself in today to a hospital uh, for treatment for clinical depression. His staff says that he's really struggled with the inability to recover from this stroke and that it led to a bout of depression. So all hearts and thoughts and minds are with him today from the great state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. How serious is that, uh, John Solomon? This is big news about John Fetterman, that he voluntarily checked himself in for depression. Of course, he had health issues just recently. It's like the second time in like two weeks. He also had a stroke, remember, famously, uh, when he was on the campaign trail. Uh, How bad is this? You know, listen, the stroke has clearly taken a lot of his capabilities away, something that uh, we saw again or were reminded again last week when he was hospitalized for a couple of days for lightheadedness. They said that wasn't really uh, a function of the stroke, but they then acknowledged that he has a very difficult time hearing uh, questions. He can't process verbal speech very often. He has other voices or other sounds in his head uh, that uh, in- interfere with his ability to process basic conversation so uh, we know the stroke has been devastating to him, and he's a proud man. Uh, that what his uh, team is saying now is that the uh, the uh, the fight against the stroke and trying to get back to a normal life with a stroke has led to some form of depression. And uh, listen, we, we struggle in this country with dealing with mental illness, and I think uh, being able to be candid about it and having someone volunteer, recognize they're struggling with it, go get treatment at the front end, probably will be applauded by a lot of people including medical health professionals, depression is a real thing. And uh, it, uh, this man has been through an awful lot. And I think uh, the stroke now with the depression is going to sideline him for some time. Yeah, and it begs a lot of questions. Like, is he fit to serve? I mean, he's missed, I think it's like eight votes already so far, John. Um, in right. addition to this, you got some big blockbuster stuff on FBI whistleblowers 
basically with what? Woke quotas? Tell us about this, John Solomon. This is an important one. So we've been writing about this uh, particular whistleblower, Steve Friend, a decorated agent, was on the um, uh, SWAT teams. Uh, He blew the whistle on the FBI as it related to the conduct of the January 6th investigation, saying that he witnessed widespread civil liberties abuses as they pursued um, January 6th defendants. Some of those abuses were opening up cases without a proper predicate, meaning there wasn't an evidence of crime, but they were being pressured to open up. Another abuse, he said, was using SWAT teams to arrest somebody on a misdemeanor minor charge when there was no threat analysis suggesting that they needed a SWAT team. SWAT teams are expensive. They're also dangerous. If someone's uh, you burst into someone's home, guns blazing, there's always the possibility of an unexpected reaction. Uh, and then there were some other uh, questions he raised about the Fourth Amendment and the Eighth Amendment in terms of whether the FBI was following due diligence and due process. Uh, but uh, he was interviewed yesterday by the House Judiciary Committee. We confirmed that. He also resigned from the FBI yesterday. Why? Because for 150 consecutive days, the FBI has not given him his paycheck. Now, they haven't accused him of any wrongdoing. They simply put him through a security review clearance and decided not to pay him during that review, uh, security clearance review. He says it's weaponizing a very basic process of the thing to punish him because he's a whistleblower. But in his interviews, we have confirmed, and we actually talked to Steve Friend today, interviewed him on the record. He said he raised some very serious concerns about what he called was a quota system. He said there is a uh, computer system uh, called the Integrated Program Management System inside the FBI. And what it does is the FBI sets metrics for itself, sets a quota for how many cases they want to hit for each of these um, metrics so that they can go to Congress and get more budget money. And essentially, it was pressuring FBI agents to meet that quota, open up a case, whether you had a predicate or not, just to meet the quota number. And then he told us an amazing story that affected him in this process. He actually was about to indict someone for a real crime. And his handlers told him, no, don't do it now. We already have enough cases for this year. Wait to the new fiscal year to indict. It's a crime. I should do it now. No, no, no. Let's meet the quota. Uh, Some really dramatic testimony, really dramatic uh, statements from FBI whistleblower Steve Friend, somebody I think the country is going to hear a lot about in the next six months. Wow, that is explosive. Uh, John Solomon, you always have great stuff. Thanks for joining us here on Cats at Night. Really great to have you here, John. Great to be with you.